Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jags! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. Right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. Hey, so we are, I don't know if you can hear the background noise, we're actually live on site today um, in Mobile, Alabama, here at the Senior Bowl. So we got a couple interviews lined up with some players, uh, some in-depth scouting <laughs> reports uh, that we've been taking notes here on the sidelines. Stop um, lying. We ain't in no Mobile, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Man, if that's the case, we might as well go see Forrest and Greenbow. Okay, let's be real. We, <laughs> I'm trying to boost our credibility. I don't know why you got to shoot that down. Nobody's going to check it. You know what I mean? So. I would much rather be in Jacksonville, Florida than Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yeah. I, I, I would much rather be than I, – I think watching the Senior Bowl and, you know, where I work, it, it's got – they've got a, a bunch of uh, just coverage. A bunch of TVs are always up. So I, I come by and I glance it, and it's literally just like a bunch of guys, seven on seven, um, people with stopwatches. And seven on seven is so unrealistic <laughs> in NFL football. It's like <laughs> – that guy's got a quick release, but he's like, but he just threw it to the popcorn guy. So he just got the ball out fast. Great. But there's no accuracy to it at all. So, yeah. But, hey, senior bowl. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we are not. We are in Jacksonville, and I'm in my pajamas at 927 at my laptop. But yeah. we, we could have uh, – we could have – I don't know. Do they need credentials to go out there, or do you just show up, or how does yeah. that work? Yeah, you do. You need credentials and, you know, get your press pass and all that. and. You know, for some some guys, it's an accomplishment, and you know they're trying to, you know, they got to start somewhere. So that's kind of where they start, and you know, that's to get the first look at the guys. You know, almost post college, mm-hmm. uh, being taught by actual NFL co- uh, NFL coaches, actually using an NFL ball. Uh, so you know, and there is a difference, people, between an NFL ball and a college ball. So uh, the it's it's a good it's a good chance for them. I tell you. The Senior Bowl, it's not really for your 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 casual fan, but for your fan that's interested in those fourth, fifth, and sixth rounders, that's usually where they come from. So, yeah, the college. I'm surprised you didn't go since it's sponsored by Reese's. Reese's. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's, a, that's a dumb joke. But anyway, <laughs> but I, don't, <laughs> I don't get it. What does that mean? It's sponsored by Reese's and Derek. You know, we had a we had a conversation. I think it was over uh, Halloween, maybe. Yeah. Uh, about Sour Patch Kids being better than Reese's, and mm. Derek is obviously a psychopath if he thinks that. So. Hell, um, no. <laughs> Hell no. Anyway, Sour Patch Kids are, are are better than Reese's. Yeah. And I figured since it was sponsored by Reese's, man, you'd be down there in your orange and brown. Uh, you know, <laughs> petitioning for some buttercups. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I'm I'm from a podcast. Does that mean I get some free Reese's? <laughs> the key with Sour Patch Kids, by the way, I found is that you have to make sure that you only eat a certain amount because if you eat more than that, it's the same as like eating chili when it's too hot. Like you burn your tongue. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, you can only eat, you got to eat them in uh, in increments. Yeah, so um, for anybody that was interested in that, um, 
But before we get into the Senior Bowl in depth or whatever we're going to talk about with the Senior Bowl, um, I am kind of curious what the difference is between New Orleans getting screwed in the playoffs and Jacksonville getting screwed in the playoffs, where in New Orleans, there's lawsuits. I think the Supreme Court's going to have to decide on the outcome of the game. There's players writing petitions to Roger Goodell. Why wasn't there any outrage like this for the Jags game? Because, I mean, that touchdown would have put us up. What what was the score going to be at that point? Like 30-something to, to 13 or, or whatever? I mean, that would have been pretty decisive. If anything, ours was worse than theirs. I mean, what, what's the difference? Is it just a small market thing or what? We don't have it. I mean, we just became a franchise in 95. So none of our fans yet are lawyers. <laughs> and and they, they don't know how to write petitions yet. So we print up a bunch of T-shirts and come up with a cool slogan. Uh, Miles Jack wasn't down. Get a couple beers named after it. Yeah. Miles Jack wasn't down. I'm pretty sure there's like a donut you can get at mini bar. The Miles Jack wasn't down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, donut. But no, nah, I mean, there's, there's no, we just don't have uh we don't have a lawyer that's probably been uh, been a season ticket fan for a long time. But yo, they gotta do something about these refs, man. Like they they really do. Like I don't I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how to remedy it. But the the refs are absolute garbage. And it seems like when they play or when the games are the most important, you should have your best crew of officials. I don't know how you you even grade that. But the 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 uh, Brady getting the pass or the roughing the passer was the, the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, and then the Saints was just an absolute like armed robbery. Like mm-hmm. literally, that was the the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And Saints fans, sorry, you're not going to, you know, nothing's going to happen. I don't even think the league office will respond to them. No. So think about this. Let's go back and change all the other games where the other, the the losing team got, you know, basically screwed over. Uh, the Cowboys in the playoffs against the Packers where Des Bryant did catch that ball. <laughs> the Patriots in the Super gonna, Bowl. Are we going to itemize all this? Yeah. yeah, no, no, for real. Let's just think about it. The Patriots in the Super Bowl on fourth down where Eli got spun around like a merry-go-round, threw up this prayer, and David Tyree came down with it. That's just two. Two out of probably 50. Mm-hmm. Get over it. You were up 13 nothing, and you still lost. Yeah. You didn't lose because of that one play. It might cost you a chance to win, but you didn't lose. You lost because you guys took your foot off the gas pedal and the Rams' defense started playing in the second half. That's why you lost. Sorry. End of story. Move yeah, on. Yeah, and, and and honestly, if there was a way, so with the way that the, the NFL is now, and it's such a, you know, like a commoditized business, there's no way that they would turn around and they, they couldn't replay the game if they wanted to. You yeah. know, like if, if Goodell came out and said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and replay the last minute. We're going to play the, the, the last two minutes. Basically, so it's, it, 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 it's a glory. It becomes a glorified overtime at that point. Yeah. Right. And then where are you going to do it? You gonna yeah, do it behind closed that. doors at like a practice facility? Um, <laughs> like, h- how's it gonna happen? Do we tailgate for this, or <laughs> are, are we selling tickets for it? Is it televised? There's no way it could happen. There's no way that the call should have been made then and there. 
Um, the refs blew it again. But if you've played any type of sport growing up, always said don't leave the don't don't let the refs decide the game. Take the refs out of the uh, out of the game as much as you can. And you know that's just just that's just a life lesson for you, man. But it, what sucks about the Saints? This is the second year in a row. Like last year with the Minnesota Miracle, how the the missed tackle and um, Stephon Diggs catches that that out route and takes it all the way to the house. Mm-hmm. And now this, yeah, bro. They should do uh, like best two out of three Madden simulation to settle it. Even the Madden refs called it a, a, a pass interference. <laughs> yeah. I think that if, like, especially with technology nowadays, I don't even think there should be physical refs on the field to call this stuff. Like, there should be monitors and people behind the scenes who are just watching, like, every position player. You know what I mean? Like, Well, they, they do have something like that where, the you know, a lot of calls come from New York. I think all scoring plays are now reviewed from New York and then they, they get called back down to the field. Right. But why um, not have, like, a group of, like, you know, whatever, even, like, 100 people, I mean, the league could afford it, who are all up there watching monitors of each player and anytime there's a penalty, they could just like push a button or something. I mean, I, why I didn't know. why didn't the league just go ahead and intervene right then? Mm-hmm. It, you know, they're watching the game from New York. Why didn't yeah. they buzz down from the, the, their ivory tower and say, no, that was a pass interference. That was wrong. The refs blew it. That was wrong. I think in a blatant play like that or a blatant that there has to be some sort of you know, check some balances to it. You know, you can't review and call in every play like that. But that was an, an actual game-changing, like, life-altering play, which was an obvious pass interference. So how would that, however they how would, categorize that. How would that even work, though? Like, what would happen? Like, the lights would shut off and, like, Vince McMahon's entrance music would cut on and Roger Goodell walks out and, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah, something, dude. They, they, they've got to figure well, out some some sort of way to, I mean, with and the way that technology is now, there's got to be some way to say, hey, that was that was a terrible call. Terrible call. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, when you have human element involved, it kind of gives sports a, a better component because, you know, you, you're going to get those bad calls. You're going to get those good calls. You know, Patriots fan, oh, the Patriots always get the good calls. No, they don't because Eli would have been down and they would have won that Super Bowl. Yeah, they might videotape and all that other crap and flatten balls. <laughs> they, they do. Yeah, they, but they might it, cheat. No big deal. They, but... might, they might cheat, but, you know, they've also been, been bitten too. But for one thing, I, in looking at, you know, see, seeing all the stories and the replays, there have been a couple of people on Twitter that's had some good uh, comments and points about uh, the reason why they didn't throw the flag. And I kind of agree with a, a couple of the guys. I won't say their names, but <laughs> one of them um, talked about. Why won't uh, you say their names? They don't get credit. <laughs> no. No, it, well, first of all, I can't remember it. And second of all, <laughs> I, I just can't remember it. Okay, but no, right. he, he, it, it was, and it wasn't like a prominent like media member or, or even a football player. It was just fans, and w- one of them you can actually tell he either played or just knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. The Saints every time on third down, they always brought either a receiver or a running back out of the backfield, and. The, uh, the Rams were dropping back into like a deep zone. They were just, you know, just praying that, um, you know, they would, you know, say, okay, beat us another way. They slipped backs and receivers out of the backfield constantly on third down. And so what the Rams were doing, and Fowler did, Dante Fowler Jr. did it twice. He chipped 
or instead of like lining up on the line, he kind of was lined up two more body lengths out. So as the running back came around, he would push the running back. So they weren't calling that because, yeah, the running back was going out for a pass, but it was within five yards. I guarantee you that's the reason why the ref hesitated was because, you know, although that was a safety coming over, you know, coming over and cream the receiver, and it should have been a pass interference call, they just weren't, they just weren't calling it. That, that must have happened to them ten times. That wasn't the only time one of the Saints receivers out of the backfield had gotten cream going out on the line of scrimmage. It just happened to be the one time where everybody was paying attention. So they still didn't throw it. And the ref, you know, you know, came in and said, no, don't throw that flag, da-da-da-da-da, you know, for whatever reason. Oh, he was aggressive with it, too. Like, screaming, yeah, very no, aggressive. do not throw that flag. Like, whoa. So <laughs> the, 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 the point is, when it comes, to, when it comes to, the, to the referees, they get conditioned throughout the game on what they're calling and what they're not calling. And so do the players. So that's, it's kind of why the, the, you know, they didn't throw it. Yeah. The Rams DB, he knew he was beat. That's why he did it. He did it to save a touchdown so they could try and stop him again. They, he, he led with his head. He pushed him. So, but Hey, it just didn't get called. And that's just, you know, what you, what you gotta, what you gotta live with. Uh, and then for the, uh, for the Patriots and, and, and the Chiefs fans out there, that's just, you know, it's unfortunate they lost. The overtime rules stink. Apparently there was a uh, a laser pointer in Tom Brady during a, uh, Tom Brady's face during a couple of his interceptions. Did, so. Didn't even still one. Didn't even matter. He's, yeah, didn't, didn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, didn't even matter. And, and you know what? There's video evidence of that laser pointer too on one of those picks. Yeah. So you, you can't say that, not everybody's getting, you know, has, you know, some variables that's coming across. It's like, you know, oh, we got to overcome this now to win the game. It, it just happens. It's the element of sports. It's what makes it what it is. I mean, we're, so we're, just, we're talking about the refs that. screwing up, a, you know, a, a pretty bad call versus Brady getting a, a, a red laser, a red dot pointed in his eye. Um, I don't, it was te- it was it was technically it was technically green. It was technically green. Oh, so it was an ultraviolet. It was an ultraviolet laser. Yeah, it, it was green. Those blind like pilots but, and airplanes. So I mean, yeah, yeah. But well, my my point is, the Jags got screwed over last year. There's been other teams that have gotten screwed over. The Saints are just the latest victim, and there'll probably be somebody else next year. So, um. That's just it. They just live with it, man. It's sports. Get over it. Baseball, they do this 162 games a year. Balls yeah. and strikes. Yeah, but so, baseball is <laughs> get the, over it. Baseball is the worst example to compare that to because they definitely need to include technology and in how how that stuff's done. I mean, it's crazy. I'm not. I going know to that's a not like the traditionalist game. thing, but I, I'm not going to a baseball game until they pull up a net like down first and third. <laughs> like literally. Why can't catch? Are you kidding me? With a beer in my hand and a hot dog? Absolutely not. No, there's no way. No, I'm not going. I'm not going into any jumbo shrimp games this year until unless I'm in the outfield or I'm behind home plate, like low home plate where we sit. But that's another. That's another. Uh, another subject. But still, that's crazy. Yeah. 
yeah anyway i don't know i just thought the the outrage was just funny because again like you said jacksonville like became capitalistic about it and became more of like a selling merchandising thing and i don't know the saints fans are reacting differently but whatever um all right so one thing that came out today that we'll just kind of touch on briefly is austin's fairy and jenkins did he tweeted about i guess I don't know if he said he was leaving, but he basically just said, thanks for, you know, what the team's done for me or thanks for the fans or whatever it was, but it basically implied that he wasn't going to be with the team any longer. Um, has the Jags organization said anything officially about that? Or is that just the only thing we have? I think it's official. I think he's cut. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. I think it came through as official that he wasn't going to be with the team any longer. Um, huh. Well, I missed that one. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, don't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, what, so is that, I mean, first of all, super crazy that he's gone already. I mean, what do you guys attribute that to? He just not pan out to be what they thought he'd be, or is it fine? Should we worry about that? Should we care? Does it matter? I guess. I mean, he wasn't here long enough to even make a Uh, difference to, to be real with you. I mean, right. Right. We, we, we had, we, we had Koyak, um, and it was pretty much, you know, tied in by, uh, by committee. Um, but I think this is just, you know, with him getting cut, I know now that they are going to go, uh, either offensive line or skill position in the first round of the draft. Like they're not going quarterback. They, they, they can't. So, or, or this is another option for us to pick up maybe another tight end out there like Jesse James for the, for the Steelers, you know, some, something like that. But I, him leaving, it's just, it's just eerie. Number one, because not eerie, strange because of the lack of, you know, contribution that he was able to put in. He was on IR most of the time. Um, Another guy that showed up in training camp, you know, that we thought this was going to be great. You know, everyone was saying Mercedes who, like, we've got this guy right now, you know, Safarian Jenkins is coming through and, uh, you know, look great in a lot of the seven on sevens, look great in a lot of the the training camp stuff, look great in OTAs also, but miraculously got a core injury quote-unquote core injury. I need to figure out more about this core injury because it's sidelining dudes for like weeks upon, I mean, weeks upon weeks. DD had a core injury. Safarian Jenkins has a core injury. I need to figure out like what exactly, you know, I mean, your core is like your midsection, right? So is it like a hernia? Is it like you got a cramp? Like, what is it? A tear or something like that. It'd be a, a number of things. I mean, you know, to those guys, for most of them, if they're in shape, that's all yeah. muscle. And if you know, if you pull anything like that, separate. You know, I've I've heard of stories of separating, you know, muscle from rib cage. Uh, you know, that's part of you know leading up to like even the sternum. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time, freaking Steve McNair uh, had a bone graft to his sternum. He got hit in the chest and stomach so bad. Really? Um, yeah. So they, they, I mean, they get punished, dude. They, they, when they get hit, they get hit big time. So um, it, it's really, it, it could be any one of those things. And you, if you can't, you don't, if you got a core injury, you can't breathe. If you can't breathe, you can't run. So, yeah. Good night. Sorry, is that all on him, I guess? <laughs> I'll cut that out. Huh? What time is this? Let me write that. 24. <laughs> Good night. And everybody's like, all right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Well, okay. Uh, I was going to say that I, I did look it up too. 
And it seems like the Jags haven't officially cut him yet, mm-hmm. but he said he's cut. So, uh, if he, I mean, if he's tweeting that, then he must be gone. You know, you don't tweet. I've never heard of a player met telling people, yeah, I'm going to get cut tomorrow. And then, oh, we decided to keep you after all. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, obviously, it's not a huge loss. All right. So what about uh, quarterbacks? I know that you guys and well, not just you guys, but the entire Jacksonville Jaguars fan base has been super eager to chat quarterback and the assumption being that we will take one first round, maybe uh, eventually in one of the first or, you know, first, second, third or fourth, just at some point, I'm sure we'll have a new quarterback on the team. Obviously Um, there's what JK three, you kind of put a list together beforehand. It's like seven or eight guys, I guess that are kind of the primary targets or the, maybe the guys that are talked about the most at this point. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that list, man, it's just, you know, some of the, not to, not to keep, you know, beating the drum, but just to, you know some of that some of the stuff that you guys will you know hear in a lot of the the radio and a lot of stuff that you listen to a lot of mock drafts as you look at um, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, uh, Will Greer, Drew Locke, uh, Ryan Finley, and Jared Stidham. Um, you know, some, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent there. I forgot the kid from um, North Dakota State. Um, I can't think of his name either. But the guy from North Dakota State, it, you know, it's, it's apparently is supposed to be under the radar, but out of those guys that we've got, and and I'm not a draft expert. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that watches. I watch maybe the first, second, third round of the draft, and other than that, you know, that that's it as far as I'm I'm going. But I think second round, man, you know, given given that Haskins and Kyler Murray is pro- are, are probably going to be gone in the first round. Second round, man, you got to take, you know, any of those guys: Daniel Jones, Will Greer, Drew Locke. Um, you know, those are guys that I that that have some big name talent. Um, you know, Duke. West Virginia and Missouri, even Jared Stidham, you know, he, he looked like he's uh, been doing pretty good, but I mean, most of the stuff that people are talking about at, with the senior bowl also are, are the Jags going to take a, a first round quarterback and we cannot do that. Like I, I really don't think we should be able to do that because I mean, you look at our first round draft picks at the quarterback position, they haven't been pretty good. And honestly, I think that this is a time where we can take best available player for some of the situations that we have on the team um, and, and just go from there, man. But I just hope they don't – I'm probably in the, the uh, minority and hoping they don't pick a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, it's looking very, very, very grim that we, we will take one just for the fact that the first two guys, especially the one that everybody wants, Haskins, and then with Murray deciding to put, throw his name into the ring, although he might you know, be short in stature, it's not about that. It's not about any of those things. It's about you know whether they can play the position or not, and they may be gone. So do you risk passing up other multiple you know or multiple players that could help your football team win games, and drafting a guy that still might be there in the second or third round, multiple guys that might be there in the second or third round. That's that, you know, they're trying to build a team and we got a lot of holes on offense, offensive line, running back, wide receiver. We got a lot of holes. So what, what do you I do? Mean, you you got to go skill player, man. There's no way they can. There's no way they can do it. I mean, there's a way they can do it. Right? But realistically, is it probably the smartest thing or is it just going to be a, a trigger move that Caldwell does to kind of save his career? I mean, you see what he did the last, the last, the last quarterback, he rode into the ground. 
and then he's really riding with it until the ship falls off with Blake. I mean, yeah. he, at this point right now, there yeah. there isn't and those clear cut. I mean, what was the what was the stat? I forget where I, I actually I know where I heard it from. It was on Sports Den. So shout out to those guys at the Sports Den. Um, but I think they said out of two thousand uh, since two thousand, there's been forty five quarterbacks drafted number one in the in the first or not number one, excuse me, in the first round, and only nine of them, nine or ten to to my count, were actually you know bona fide legit. Like quarterbacks, that's no. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to continue that. That that at all. I think right now we we got so many holes on the offensive line. Uh, you know, so many holes uh, that that we can that we can plug on offense in general. That that would probably really be able to help this out. Quarterback would probably be the second second biggest need, but the first biggest need, man. And you've seen what we've been able to do with an offensive line. The offensive line's intact. You get you a tight end. Um, you know, to create those mismatches, um, you know, either go somewhere that way, trade back, you know, in, into the draft where with someone that's willing to move up to get their guy for a different need. And then, you know what, you you just hope that you, you hope that you hit on a quarterback in the second or third round. That's where Caldwell has been really good. That's where a lot of his strength has been in the second and third round. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. But so you're saying so you guys are saying that if any of these top guys like Haskins or Murray. Uh, Daniel Jones we'll talk about in a minute because I know you got some thoughts on him. But if any of those guys are available, you're saying just let him go. Don't even don't even don't look even that look way. Him. Just because histor- history repeat huh. just because of the history. History repeats itself. You you can tell me to your yeah. blue in the face on how good, you know, Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray are. And I'm gonna argue back with you. Uh number one, they've had one good season. That that's it, number one. One good season. Uh I, they haven't had that much adversity. And then number two, in the NFL, you're getting guys who are better than you week in and week out. Better than you. Literally. Mm-hmm. Better football players than you that have more football IQ than you. You're going to be going up against your your Luke Keekley, your um you, you know your your Cam Chancellors, your your Bobby Wagner's, the 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 defensive players that know your offensive playbook better than you. And I don't want to risk having a a one season wonder like a D- Dwayne Haskins or a, or a Kyler Murray uh, putting all of our chips up front in, in our quarterback position, which is arguably the most valuable position on our team, in the hands of or even drafting you know someone in the first round with that talent. And uh, a lot of the talks are that we're going to sign a veteran quarterback in the offseason. If we sign a veteran off, a veteran quarterback in the offseason. Your first round pick is someone who should be starting day one. I don't want another Taven Bryant that comes in and gets his first sack week 15. And you're our first round draft pick. <laughs> like your first round draft pick, no matter how yeah. good your team is. I mean, you could be stacked in, in, a, in a couple positions, but your first round draft pick should be getting more burn than, 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 than week 15, week 13. You know what I mean? And if we and if and if we and if right. we get a quarterback uh, in the off season, if we get you know one of the veterans that they're that, that we're being uh, related or, or or relayed to, then what's the point of drafting a quarterback for him to sit? Like, where are we in win now mode or, or repair mode? When you can get a second string quarterback and have him sit versus having a one string or a first uh, first round, um, or excuse me, a second round quarterback 
and having a first-round talent be able to play immediately. So you're saying basically get a quarterback in the later rounds and then probably get a veteran guy to oh, play yeah, right now, of course. essentially. Hands down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, and it makes sense from the fact that when you're looking at the, the, the guys in, in, in this year's draft, you do have some – some serviceable guys, you know, Haskins apparently is the, the one that's been, you know, isolated as the, the, the number one candidate and he's probably going to be off the board. You know, me personally, I'll never trust the urban Meyer coach quarterback. I don't care how many touchdowns he's thrown for um, just because they've never really fared well in the NFL, except for Alex Smith, who, who's been decent at best. Does uh, Cam Newton but... count? <laughs> no, Cam, Cam Newton doesn't count because Cam Newton <laughs> – Cam Newton had two years, two years and a laptop to get that out of his system. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, it, it you just when you have multiple needs, you don't want to risk it all on the QB. And I'll tell you, and furthermore, to be quite honest with you, you know Haskins is already on Instagram and Twitter following you know different types of players. You know that he's gonna his agent's gonna be the same agent I think is like Jalen Ramsey and. And uh, and all them and and Deshaun Watson and you know he's already you know living up to the, you know trying to not trying to live up to the hype but trying to you know follow the hype and you know I don't like that yeah I don't like that mm-hmm. you know uh, I said last year I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a stud and oh by the way Baker Mayfield stunk it up at the Senior Bowl last year hmm. and he's about to be the offensive rookie of the year so none of that junk means a thing. Yeah, well, that's kind of a good transition because uh, JK3, I know you had mentioned a little bit about Daniel Jones. I guess he's, um, I don't know, reports or whatever out there on the internet or on Twitter or, or whatnot is that he's not playing well. or I don't really know, but I guess it's something that you had said that, that you saw and, and kind of had some, uh, I don't know, kind of had a rebuttal to that as far as how yeah, it's being I, perceived. I, the thing about the Senior Bowl, man, is that you're being put into – a position of uncertainty and a lot of position, a, a lot of change, you know, so you're around coaches that you've never really coached with or never played with before. You're around players that you never really played with before. I think that guys that really get the most out of the senior bowl are your, your interior linemen, your interior defensive linemen, um, your receivers really get out there and, and show a lot of their speed, uh, your quarter or excuse me, your corners or DCs, wherever DC is now, um, your your corners are out there right now. You know they're getting some of the play and they're getting some of the you know your 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 hip speed and being able to flip. But I mean, it's still all pretty much subjective and judgmental because uh, or subjective, excuse me, because a lot of the times everyone's under uncertainty. And with the case with Daniel Jones, he's getting a lot of slack saying that he wasn't he didn't look good. Uh, you know, in the Senior Bowl, he didn't do this right. He didn't do that right. I mean, the guy has literally been, you know, and, and this goes for everyone else too. They've been in the system now for going on three or four days. You know, I want to show up to someone else's job and take their laptop and their computer and then bring it back to them and say, all right, go find all the files and everything else like that, you know, on a, on a completely different system. If someone <laughs> came and I, I use a Dell, if someone came with a MacBook to that with me, I'd shut it and be like, Hey, I know how where iTunes is. Um, and that's about it. And I, I know how to get on Apple Music. That, that's it. I wouldn't be able to access anything. And I, and I yeah. think that some of these guys are getting a lot of just complete slack on it. And if you've even watched Daniel Jones, I haven't watched Duke football. 
I don't think anyone in the nation is watching hey, football hey, 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 hey. at all. So Jefferson granted, Pilot Sports, man. <laughs> Jefferson Pilot Sports, man. <laughs> Ch- Channel six. If you're if you're basing it, if you're basing his 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 performance off actual game tape and one of some of the stuff that he's done, cool. Um, if you're basing it off the senior bowl, not cool. But there's a reason why his name has gotten so much height and so much you know, clout over the last couple of weeks is because some of the people that have actually gone back and looked at some of his game film, see something there and see that he has some type of NFL pedigree. And the thing too, that I'm trusting about Daniel Jones is that the people that his coaches uh, at Duke that are around him have ties to Peyton Manning, who Peyton Manning owned this, owned the Jaguars yeah. and owned the NFL pretty much, you know, a majority of his career. I mean, he came back from a neck surgery and they said he wasn't going to be able to play ever again. He went to the Super Bowl one. So, I'm going with someone that has, uh, who's cut from that cloth and that has been learning behind the scenes from a Peyton Manning. And who, who's coaching the who's who's coaching the Senior Bowl this year? Is okay, Gruden. One of them? Okay, so it's the worst team in the AFC and the worst team in the NFC, right? So Gruden is coaching a team, and who is the worst team in it? Someone from the maybe the Cardinals coaching staff. I don't. I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I don't even know who's yeah. coaching it. But I'm, I mean, Gruden, he, he's respected as a, you know, a quarterback whisperer and a quarterback guru. And I mean, he's had praises to say about the guy. So I'm not going to listen to, you know, a, a couple of writers, you know, that, and, and some of their opinion about it. Yeah. The coach at Duke, David Cutcliffe, you know, guys, he coached at Tennessee, was the OC there. Uh, he was the head coach at Ole Miss. So that's where, you know, Eli and Peyton went. Um, is it, you know, could you be overlooking things? Sure. You know, he, he might not turn out to be anything, but when there's a proven track record, who are you going to go with? You know, again, it just makes it, it just, you know, goes to show that a lot of these guys, these, these football guys, you know, they kind of know what they're talking about. And I know a lot of the the, the, the young media members or the, the, the fans of this generation, you know, they want to try to act like they know more than the guy, the people that actually eat, breathe, and live this game. No, no, you don't. Okay, let's just be real. No, you don't. No, we don't either. Okay, on this on this show. So, I, who are you going to go with? And again, we're not saying that Daniel Jones is all world. There's a, another couple of good guys on here. You got Drew Locke from Missouri. You got Will Greer, the ex-Gator QB. Uh, Ryan Finley from NC State looked, you know, decent in some games this year. Um, they, they, there's some guys on the board that could end up being something. They could end up being nothing. We don't know. But so only in the second round. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be better talent. There's gonna be better talent in the first round. Um, you, you know, with That's Drew, Drew or with uh, Dwayne Haskins, he, he he's you know throwing fifty touchdowns, play big time college ball. He's big and strong. He's got all the tools. You know, uh, you know, Kyler Murray's probably got the best arm out of all the QBs, but he's probably all the five foot nine, five ten, <clears throat> one hundred eighty five, one hundred ninety pounds. So, do you draft a quarterback that can move a little bit and and, and has a big arm? Do you draft a quarterback that's bigger and uh, I, I think all those things, all the all the physical tools, mean nothing if you don't have it upstairs. Yeah, that's what we got to find. That's what we've been missing. We got to have it upstairs. Forget, oh, he can spin it real good and fluid motion, and oh, it looks like he knows how to read cover two. Uh, no, okay, no, we don't know if he can read cover two or not. People, 
we need to find somebody that has it upstairs because the guy we've had for the last five years, we definitely know he doesn't have it upstairs. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, Murray also needs to be a man of his word and play baseball too. Like, don't oh, get over it, Ace. Uh, have some integrity. All right. I just don't want. I just um, don't want. And, and I know it's hindsight, but it really, really upsets me whenever I'm watching like a draft and it's like, let's just say Russell Wilson for example, right? Russell Wilson is on the board and we take a punter. Like, I just don't want that. Remember when that happened, when we took a punter before Russell Wilson in the third round? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. want that. That's happened third too round. frequently yep. with this franchise. There's been too many examples uh, of that. And maybe that comes down to scouting. Maybe that comes down to the GM also. But <clears throat> I really just want them to have that same draft they had a couple years ago, man, where they could not miss. And it put us in so many different, you know, p- p- valuable positions to build our defense. When you draft good players, they end up actually playing pretty good. You know, it's crazy as that may sound, but when you draft like proven players, um, you know, and, you, and you, you run on, you take runs on people that have had constant productivity throughout their career in college, I think that sets a precedent for what they're going to do, which is why we're in the same, you know, predicament right now we are with 27, with, with Fournette. I mean, you look back at some of the stuff that he did in, in in college again, you know, that it showed that he wasn't really the most, you know, team and, you know, self-working or hardworking, you know, you know uh, running back. Um, you, you look at some of the things that we've done with, with Jalen, Miles Jack, um, Ngakwe, Telvin. Uh, Telvin, we took a risk on and he was still, I mean, he was a baller at Florida State. And I know that from, you know, all my friends that are, you know, Florida State fans and watching this guy for four years, legitimate baller. I mean, Miles Jack. He would have been a first round pick if he didn't have it, if he didn't tear his ACL. Constant productivity. You know what I mean? But like, that's got to be a key. You can't like just take a risk and take a run at somebody because they've had 14 really good games in a season. I think it's just crazy to me. All right. And then we'll kind of jump more into the quarterback and all the draft discussion, uh, obviously, throughout the next couple months. We have some time, obviously. Um, last thing, and then we'll wrap up uh, Pro Bowl. Calais Campbell, he is in, and he is getting, I guess, the Jaguars' treatment of immediately being disrespected by not having his name spelled correctly. Um, I know the uh, the podcast notes had it as um, Cialis Campbell, which was unfortunate. Uh, JK3, um, some, somehow, somehow, JK three showed him more disrespect in our notes. Um, hey, between the way he spelled Calais and Safarian. Man, that sounded like some heart medication or something like that that he was trying to spell. I was like reading the notes. I'm like, what? What? what see, I, am I watching daytime TV right now? Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get your prunes and your Metamucil in <laughs> while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. But so. yeah, NFL dis- disrespected the mayor of Saxonville, uh, the king of the king of Duval, Jalen. He's down there too, so they got him. Uh, they got Calais straight. But it's really good to see. You know, at least at least two players from uh, from the Jags uh, down there in Orlando. Such a far trip away, too. Yeah, Orlando. What a, <laughs> what a joke. That's like not a vacation. I mean, Hawaii was so much better. Well, you speak from experience. Paid a lot of money probably for having them go down there. I don't. I, the only experience <laughs> I speak from, I haven't been to Hawaii, but I have been to Orlando. So, and it sucks. Is what I'm saying. I think we've all been to Orlando here. So. Yeah. But yeah, you know, good luck to to those guys. Hopefully, no, you know, they escape serious injury and uh, get back. And you know, I'm sure Calais will probably run down to South Florida and 
or I forget where he actually stays during the offseason. Jalen will be back and forth between here and Tennessee, probably. Who, who knows? But um, rest up, get ready for for uh, for the season to start next year, and hopefully they, the coaching staff finds something to do on offense because uh, it's looking it's looking terrible. It's looking very terrible right now. <laughs> Before before we go, um, do we have I, – I don't know if, if anything's going to happen with the Jags here in the next couple of weeks before the Super Bowl, but you guys want to do like a like too early Super Bowl prediction? <laughs> oh, oh, for, for this Super Bowl. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about next year for some dumb reason. Um, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. I, I just forget. Um, you're, 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 you're a glass half full kind of guy, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I say, I would say that because I keep seeing people talking about like it coming full circle and like the Patriots winning and then Brady beating the Rams again, like his first Super Bowl and then retiring. And I like that storyline. So I'd kind of like, to see um, that. I'm, I'm going with the Rams. You, you know, I know, I know that I know that I know the, the yeah, Patriots haven't the given Rams up a too. sack all, you know, playoffs. I think that ends quickly. Uh, the Rams' defensive line is an extreme force to be reckoned with, and uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to say 29-26. Zerline kicks field goal at the end. I'm not giving a score. Pre- I'm not giving a score prediction, but I will say Rams only because they have an ex Jaguar on the team, and usually when Jaguar players leave Jacksonville, they go get a ring. So destiny is with Dante. <laughs> so uh, there we go. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely taking the Rams for that. I swear to God, if he gets like Super Bowl MVP or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be awful? I mean, good for him, but that would be—I don't know. I just couldn't take that. Um, okay, all right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We will be back again next week, I'm sure, just to get a little bit more in depth uh, into the quarterbacks and whatever else is going on uh, with the Jaguars. If you don't mind, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a five star review, we would certainly appreciate it. And um, again, Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. Try it out. Really good pizza, really good beer. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.